You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Utes. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there. On Tuesdays, recap what we learned from media availability on Monday. Obviously, some look back at the previous game, but a look forward as well. Utah beginning preparations to take on Washington State in their Pac-12 opener. You will hear from Kyle Whittingham what he had to say during his weekly press conference. Some interesting comments with regards to what he took away from the San Diego State game. Also some injury updates. We'll cover all of that ahead on today's show as well as catching you guys up on everything else you need to know as a Utah fan here on a Tuesday. It's Jake rolling solo today but a quick reminder to make sure you guys check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. It's your daily podcast focused on all things Pac-12. So if you want a more broad overview of what's going on around the pack, make sure you join Cindy Robinson every single day. You can get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, though, let's get going here on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for September 21st, 2021. everybody, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Utes. Typically, I'm joined by our good friend Brian Brown, but he is preoccupied with a couple other things going on in his life, so we are going to excuse him for this edition, and I am rolling solo today, and of course, this is your only daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah Athletics. A big thank you for your guys' support of the podcast, as always. We've had an absolutely marvelous month. Uh, we get rankings each week from the Locked On Podcast Network. We actually, last week, had our best week ever in the nearly year long that we Brian and I have been doing the podcast and it's credit to all of you for supporting this podcast obviously Utah football is not off to the greatest start this season that goes without saying we've been talking about it obviously the Utes sitting at one and two overall but there is still plenty to be excited about considering Utah is still very much alive in the Pac-12 race we're all aware of that considering they have not played a Pac-12 game they'll play their first this Saturday when they take on Washington State and looking forward to that contest but I think there is still plenty we can take away from the one and two start that Utah needs to improve on and today we're going to let Kyle Whittingham have his say on what is going on with his team so why don't we start with Kyle Whittingham his initial assessment of how his offense did against San Diego State offensively just couldn't get anything going until late in the game and fortunately we we're able to find a spark late in the game and mount a come back obviously fell short in that comeback attempt saw some really good things out of cam rising when he came in provided a spark uh, not immediately after a couple series he settled in and did some really good things put up some good numbers for the little over a quarter of play that he was in there for there you go, Coach Witt, and he's right. Cam Rising was a spark. He got this Utah offense going. Without a doubt, everything that I heard from the press conference yesterday indicates to me that Cam Rising will be QB1 when the Utes take on the Cougars, speaking of Wazoo, this coming weekend. Obviously, we could be wrong, but what you saw against San Diego State is the electric nature of Cam Rising's ability. It is allowing Utah, and it will allow Utah, it's not just allowing Utah, it will allow Utah to do some things that I think they've been looking to do. Brian, obviously, yesterday on Twitter was talking about wanting to see this offense go up tempo. Well, 
probably was music to his ears when Coach Winningham mentioned that exact same thing. Something that you got to think about for sure. And uh, it was uh, productive for us, as you mentioned. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily the answer to go fast an entire game, but you got to mix tempos up a little bit. And that's something that uh, we also have to take a hard look at. Be it far from me to bring Nick Saban into this conversation, but let me just use this reference one time here. Nick Saban used to be the king of having a power eye formation of felt like, okay, not power eye, but an eye formation, having a fullback and a tailback, having a quarterback that was eh, okay, and he would run it down your throat all game long and win the game that way. Well, eventually, he realized that teams are beating him with spread offenses, with up-tempo offenses, and especially his defenses where he actually won a lot of his titles because defense ruled all down there at Alabama. They were getting absolutely torched. Well, he went back to the drawing board, speaking of Nick Saban, and realized, you know what? I need to evolve. I need to adapt as a coach if I want to continue to thrive in this era of college football. Now... Alabama also has the benefit of recruiting at the top of college football. They essentially pick anybody and everybody they want, and that's who they get. So they have the premier talents in the sport coming in every single year. So obviously that helps. But you're seeing Alabama now. They run a spread. They go up-tempo. It's a no-huddle system. Kyle Whittingham, I think, is having his Nick Saban moment and realizing, I've got to adapt. We've got to change. We've got to try something new because what we were doing is not working. Will it ultimately pan out where Utah goes on a run here and wins the Pac-12 South? Who knows? But you've got to give something an opportunity. You've got to give a guy like Cam Rising an opportunity, and he is going to work best within, within an up-tempo offense. Now, is that Andy Ludwig's forte calling an up-tempo offense? We're about to find out. I think Andy Ludwig is a fine offensive coordinator. Let me be clear about that. But he has a reputation of a guy who runs his system a certain way. Will he be able to adapt enough to allow Cam Rising to thrive, succeed, and do everything he wants to do as Utah's quarterback? Only time will tell. But I am excited to see how things go. Give Thick Boy 7, as most of you are calling him on Twitter. Give CR7, is what I like to call him. I know it stands for Cristiano Ronaldo. But you know what? Give Cam Rising the reins of the offense. It's something I have been waiting to see. I thought he should have been the guy from the get-go at Utah because he was so electric in the small dose we saw last year and everything we'd heard out of fall camp last year was he was absolutely lighting things up when he was on the field. Well, his recovery was ahead of schedule. He threw a real wrench in Utah's plans because they brought in Charlie Brewer, expecting Charlie Brewer to be a one-year stopgap to allow Cam Rising to get back to full health. And then I think the thought process was that Cam Rising would be the quarterback in 2022 and beyond. Well, he recovered faster, and now... It is an opportunity for Cam Rising. Everything that I am seeing, everything I'm hearing indicates that he will be the guy against Washington State and moving forward. And you feel for a guy like Charlie Brewer. He wanted to finish his career on a high note, and it sure appears that barring something unforeseen, an injury, etc., he is going to end his career as a college quarterback on the bench at the University of Utah. It's not how he wanted it to go, obviously, but that's how it looks it's like it's going to go. So we'll see what shakes out, but I think this is the time. This is the proper game because Washington State, if we're being honest, they're nothing special. And Utah, even though they're 1-2, and two, is a 14-point favorite, according to our friends over at BetOnline, betonline.ag uh, in this game. 
This is a game you should win. You should get back to 500 at 2-2. Two and two. Now, one thing that could derail this is continued struggles from the offensive line. Well, Kyle Whittingham addressed what the offensive line's identity and what their MO is going to be and still says he's not even sure what he's going to get from this offensive front. That's the most important question we have in our program right now, and we haven't really been as physical running the football as we anticipated we were going to be. We're not throwing the football for as much production as we need to. You know, we're not throwing it badly. We're not getting out of it what we need to, you know, to win games. You know, the one thing, we played much better up front defensively in this last game than we certainly did the week before, but offensive line-wise, we still got improvements that we can make, and we're better talent-wise than what we're portraying on game day, and that's got to translate we have got to portray and and play to the level of our capabilities. I think the last point that Coach Witt made right there is the most important thing. This offensive front has not played up to their billing. They have not played up to what is expected to be their ability, and they need to figure it out. Nick Ford told DJ and PK yesterday, I'm the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning over there on The Zone. He told them, we will get this turned around. He said they know what they're messing up on. They know what they need to do. And he said the player-only meeting that has been much talked about was something that was allowing them to hash things out. That was the term he used. Hash things out and get them back on track. We'll see. I fully expect Utah will have some answers on offense this weekend. I don't think they'll have all of the answers, but an improved performance from the offensive line, a chance for uh, Cam Rising to be the guy at quarterback, and just an overall improved game plan, maybe some up-tempo elements, some no huddles, some spread concepts, more so than they already have used, that could go a long way to saying, all right, Utah is starting to figure some things out. We'll find out. Coming up next, we'll continue on with more thoughts from Kyle Whittingham, including injury updates, two significant ones, especially for Utah's defense. We'll get to those in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Have you guys heard about Prize Picks? It's daily fantasy made easy. It's actually a really, really cool concept. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players in the Power Five, including Utah, as well as major players, uh, mid-major players, mid-major players, wow, if I can get that out of my mouth, you may not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdown even interceptions thrown. All you've got to do is pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus the numbers, folks. You're not competing against another person. It's you and the numbers. Really, really simple. You can do it online. You can go to their website, prizepicks.com, or go download their award-winning app in both the App Store and Google Play Store. And the best part is, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. You're not having to spend all day with this. It's really that easy. And of course, Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So give it a shot. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Rock Auto. Of course, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure all the questions of going in there and them saying, all right, so what kind of car do you have? And they look on their computer and they have like 
two or three options that they can order from their warehouse where you can go to rockauto.com. You've got every manufacturer, every part under the sun available to you guys. And guess what? You can do the searching yourself, whether it's on your phone or on your computer. It's really, really simple. And the goal from Rock Auto is to save you both time and money when using their resource. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, deal with a family business that's been serving you do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and of course, the price is reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They've got it all available to you guys. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto or body part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Please make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, my friends, continuing on now with our look back at what we learned from Kyle Whittingham's media session yesterday. And of course, injuries are part of football. We all know this is a violent sport, especially when you play at the upper echelons of the sport, the Power Five in this case for Utah and the Pac-12. Guys are going to get dinged up. The hope is you stay relatively healthy, but it appears at least two significant injuries have hit the Ute football program. Let's start off with the worst news. Vianne Mawala, the star defensive tackle, Utah's top defensive tackle, well, he is out for the year. Kyle Whittingham, obviously, you do not want that to happen, but based on what he has said, he has confidence that the overall depth at defensive tackle will be able, hopefully, to help the Utes overcome a significant loss of Moala. Fortunately, we've got a pretty deep group of defensive tackles. We knew going into the season we had a good depth there. And so between Kafusi kid, Devin Kafusi, and Junior Tafuna, he played uh, really well on Saturday. And then you have the Putu Talis, Howard, Tennessee, and Fua. And then you have uh, David Fotu, who's uh, Lucky's younger brother. We're toying with the idea of redshirting him, but we'll see if he gets pressed into action now. We have plenty of bodies. It's just that you lose your number one tackle. No matter what your depth is, that's never a good thing. Got to respond. Next man up, and away you go. As you heard Coach Witt say, there are a number of bodies at defensive tackle. The Tutau brothers alone, there are three of them that can fill in. Devin Kafusi, obviously, probably will step in in the interim until somebody really establishes themselves opposite of Howard or Hawati Pututau as the starting defensive tackle. But guys like David Fotu, I think Junior Tifuna could be a great option along that defensive front. The good news is there are bodies. The bad news is there's a lot of green football players in that unit. A lot of freshmen and sophomores who have not seen a lot of game experience, and that is the only issue with having to rely on them. You lose a guy like Vianne Mawala, who had a lot of experience, maybe the most experienced defensive tackle outside, maybe most experienced defensive lineman outside of Mika Tafua. That's going to make you weaker just in terms of your overall top-line depth. But the hope is that all of this talent that Utah has recruited along that defensive front, it comes to the forefront now, and they show what they can do. Opportunity is what some guys need, and we'll see if one of these guys or two of them step up and really seize that opportunity. Be good to see that. Now, on the back end of Utah's defense, obviously Clark Phillips has been very, very good this season. I have been impressed with him. He is obviously following in the footsteps of guys like Jalen Johnson on his way to maybe three years starting for Utah and then obviously off into the NFL. He's admitted as much as kind of his plan as a Utah football player. Well, one of his running mates, kind of his running mate opposite of him, JT Broughton, apparently he may be out for a significant period of time. Here you go. 
We are not sure right now. That's a great question. If I had an answer for you right now, we may have an answer uh, in the next couple of days. Right now, we don't have a definitive answer on what his status is going to be the rest of the season. Shoulder, upper body? Upper body, yeah. So an upper body injury and the status of JT Broughton is uncertain going forward. That's never a good sign because I really like JT Broughton as a prospect. He really is one of those leaders along that defensive secondary, or I guess in that defensive secondary is what I should say. So obviously another opportunity for some of these younger players on Utah's roster to show up and what they show show what they can do. Clark Phillips, I truly believe, will be your number one cornerback, the lockdown guy expected to really make things go for Utah's secondary, and we'll see how things shake out. But you never want to lose guys to injury because they're your top players for a reason, folks. They have the most talent, and you do not want to lose them. Now, a couple of the notes real quick from Coach Whittingham. I did want to talk a little bit about the special teams. Obviously, Coach Witt disgusted with the fact that they have given up two kick returns for touchdowns in three games. He mentioned the fact that giving up that many in five, 10, 15 years is too many, but two times in three games, unacceptable. In addition to that, the kicking game, it's been unreliable at best, especially against San Diego State. Jaden Redding missing a PAT, also missing a critical field goal in that game. Well, according to Coach Whittingham, they're sticking with Redding. They hope his confidence sticks with him because they believe that he will get back to kicking at a high level. Here's what Coach Witt had to say. He's a mentally tough kid. And kickers, you know, you got to forget, kind of like corners, forget what happened and just move forward and rely on your fundamentals and your technique. And that's really what everyone needs to do. You know, when stuff gets tough and uh, you start hitting adversity in a game, you got to fall back on your fundamentals, your training. Just like the Navy SEAL thing, you know, you talk about that's part of their training is when crap hits the fan, you go back to your training and understand what got you there and and, uh, fight through it. When crap hits the fan, get back to your fundamentals. Go back to your training. They need Jaden Redding. They need special teams to improve, obviously. It's been a hallmark of Kyle Whittingham's tenure at the University of Utah to have elite special teams play. It's been actually a difference maker for Utah. Think of guys like Louis Sakota. Think of the punters that Utah has had in the past few years. Mitch Wisnowski, Tom Hackett. Well, that has fallen by the wayside early on this season. They need to get back to being very, very good on special teams. All three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, need to work in concert with one another. They need to work in sync. And so far this season, they have not done so. And that has been a big contributing factor to Utah's 1-2 and two start to this year. It's a really, really weird feeling to be talking about Utah sitting at 1-2 and two on the season. I'm not going to lie. Many of you know that I've been working in the media for... Uh, go on my 11th year, I guess now, and I have never seen Utah start a season as poorly as they started this one. It's just a weird, weird feeling. The hope is that Utah will figure things out, and the players, to their credit, have decided to take things into their own hands. Kyle Whittingham was asked about the much-discussed players-only meeting that was held on Sunday. Here's what his, his thought was with regards to his players deciding, you know what, we need to figure things out on our own. I do, and I wasn't aware that it was going to happen until they came and talked to me afterwards, and it appeared to be very productive and uh, got some things hashed out. You know, I think it was a, a positive. We'll find out, you know, if it helps us throughout the practice week and in the game, but certainly is an indicator that there's a lot of care and investment by them to do that. It wasn't encouraged. They did it on their own. Now, players-only meetings are a good thing for a team if they're handled the right way. I also don't believe that Kyle Whittingham didn't know about it because obviously Devin Lloyd kind of lifted the lid on it in the post-game press conference after the San Diego State loss. So Kyle can say he didn't know about it. 
whatever. It is what it is. The hope is from that players only meeting, everything we've heard from it, guys like Britton Covey speaking on it, uh, Nick Ford spoke about it. It sounds like it was a well attended well addressed a lot of different things it was it was handled the right way the hope is it channels the guy's energy going into this game against Washington State because it's a big opportunity for Utah to start to correct things will everything look perfect Saturday against Washington State I sure do not believe it will, but as I mentioned a little earlier on in today's show, you can do a lot of things that will make people believe that things are starting to turn around a little bit. You're starting to get things right. You want to see Cam Rising have a good game. You want to see this offensive line improve. You want to see more involvement from the wide receivers, see more consistent production from the running backs. You want to see the defensive line control the line of scrimmage. You want to see guys like Devin Lloyd continue to play like their stellar abilities indicate they will. Nephi Sewell alongside him. The secondary, still a lot to prove in their own right. So, I don't think everything's going to be hunky-dory Saturday against Washington State, but I do think there are opportunities for Utah to look better and indicate that they're getting back to what Utah fans, you guys that are listening to this, expect them to do. Maybe I'll be wrong about that, but I've got this gut feeling that things are going to start to turn around this Saturday against Washington State. To be a complete misread on my part, I misread what I thought of Utah going into that San Diego State game. They rallied, obviously, but to lose in agonizing fashion and have to rally like you did, disappointing. Let's be honest. So I'm just hopeful that Utah begins to show signs that they are figuring things out, and that needs to start this week against Washington State. If you fall to one and three, then more alarm bells are really going to be sounding. And man, at that point... (sighs) conversations, they're going to be some really, really interesting ones that we'll be having with Brian and myself right here on the podcast and obviously inside the halls of the Utah football facility. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with the other news and notes you guys need to know from Utah here on this Tuesday. Some really cool honors for Britton Covey, obviously for his stellar play for Utah over the weekend. We'll touch on all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at betonline.ag. Of course, football season is back and bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests bet online continues to be the number one source for all things football head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100 welcome bonus yes that is double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use the promo code nfl 100 when you do that from football to basketball to boxing right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the offers available at betonline.ag. That's BetOnline, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Take advantage once again of that 100% welcome bonus with the promo code NFL100. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, before we go here on this Tuesday, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a Utah fan. We'll start off on the tennis courts. The Utah men's tennis program is headed to Provo for their first day of the season opening ITA regionals, which are being held at Brigham Young University. Utah will compete in both singles and doubles during the ITA Mountain Regional. Takes place beginning today, September 21st through the 25th. Should be a great opportunity for the Utes to get things going in the men's tennis season and best of luck to them as they get things going. If you want to 
see all of the updates on where guys are playing and when, go to the ITA website. You can find a link to that at utahutes.com. Just go to the men's tennis page, and it'll be right there for you guys. Now, also, big congratulations to Britton Covey. Really, really cool to see him being named Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week for his punt return, mainly against San Diego State, a thing of beauty. But additionally, Covey was one of five players nationally to be placed on the Paul Hornung Award Honor Roll. He amassed a career-best 132 punt return yards on six attempts last season. He is actually leading the nation right now, folks, in punt return average 20.6 yards per punt return. Really, really cool to see and showing he's really, really impressive. Uh, during the San Diego State game, he actually moved to number two in program history for career punt return yards with 871. He actually can pass, surpass LeVon Edwards' program best, 892, which is 22 more yards. So essentially, one decent return against Washington State, and he will be the career leader in career punt return yards. So congratulations to Britton Covey. Now, I wanted to play one clip from Britton Covey that came from media availability yesterday that talks a little bit about what he took away from that players-only meeting and the leadership of this squad. Here's what he had to say with regards to the players-only meeting and what he expects moving forward now. I think I said this last week, but it's so easy to be a leader when everything's going great. Being a real leader is only when things are not going as well. And I think a lot of people associate winning and losing with leadership, but that's a very oversimplified version of things. I was really proud of how our team came together yesterday for a team meeting. We had a lot of guys speak and a lot of guys talk. And like I said, it doesn't mean that it's going to translate into 10 straight victories, but the team is in a much better headspace right now. And I'm proud of a lot of the guys. Could that be smoke? Could that be just him saying one thing to sound right into a mic? Maybe so. But Britton Covey, he has earned my respect. I have always enjoyed that young man's thoughts. He is just one of the best quotes I have ever seen. He's so savvy with the media. He is going to be a standout coach, commentator, whatever he wants to be whenever his football playing career ends. But I am hopeful he is right about that players-only meeting and guys being in a better headspace going into this. As he mentioned, it may not translate into 10 straight wins, but based on what he's saying, he thinks that Utah is going to be playing with a different level of fire, a different level of desire, a different level of energy, whatever it, you might say when they go into this game against Washington State. And of course, we'll be getting you ready for it all week long right here on Locked on Utes. A quick reminder for you guys to make sure to follow the show on social media at Locked on Utes on Twitter. Follow Brian's work at Brown Bear SLC. I am at Jacob C. Hatch if you want my thoughts on all things sports. And in addition to that, you also can email the show anytime. Questions, comments, concerns, advertising inquiries if you'd like to advertise with us. So I'd love to have you on board with us, getting in front of thousands of Utah fans every single day. I mean that we have thousands of people who download this show on a daily basis. So make sure to reach out. LockedOnUtes at gmail.com is the email address. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. As always, hope you all are doing great out there whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for September 21st, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.